Hi, I'm Melissa. And I'm Jesse. And welcome to our show. And Nameless Productions. Welcome to Fade Perry Queens, cooler than you are me. Your evil seductions is the Nameless Productions for your evil seductions is the Nameless Productions for your evil seductions. And today we are back again to give you an interview, talk about shenanigans, have a good time, you know, that endless banter that we like to provide for you guys. <laughs> so here we are again, episode 53. Damn. Yeah. It's crazy how like fast they're rolling right now after 50. I mean, not for Jesse though. It, well, yeah. <laughs> I haven't stopped since episode 50. I've just been staring at the computer the whole yeah. time. And also I'm sweaty right now. It's fucking hot. It's really hot. Um, where we had like hurricane weather here in Riverside, there I believe was a hurricane out in Mexico. Oh, and yeah. so we get that that kind of weather and it's just hot and mucky and humid, but it's like a weird different kind of hot yucky inside. We don't have our air conditioner in here, so a part of me if I'm like dying or dying like it's hot and sweaty. So yes, I've been doing the editing. We had our episode 50. That was absolutely amazing. We had a wonderful turnout. We still are working on an album coming from that event, which yeah. is going to be super amazing. Um, we got set back because COVID, and yeah. we are back into things. Then we had Brandon Hardesty. We had Jordan Branch. Today, we have an interview with Scott from the Sublime Tribute band Badfish. Yeah, and he's the drummer, and we got to see them play over at um, Surf Rodeo when we did the Surf Rodeo whole episode and everything, and we went there. Um, so yeah, check out Surf Rodeo next year too, guys. Yeah. It was so much fun, and we got to be backstage. We were like really, really involved in getting to watch what was happening from behind the scenes, and I was really excited about that. Um, I was going to say, it was a game changer for Melissa. She literally said, oh, I will watch every concert from this point of view from now on yeah so if you can get me backstage you know hit, hit me up because well, we worked for it, we worked <laughs> yeah. for it. well that too i'll work but and, I mean, yeah we were backstage as media we were there recording and yeah. you know it was um, we have video from it of them playing so win-win even yeah we set up more interviews while we were there backstage and you thank you Beth yeah Beth that you are cool. amazing for setting that up for us for setting up surf rodeo for us you get to meet a lot of people and from surf rodeo we met Scott and we were able to get the interview yeah it's just fun how I mean we go to all these places and it does look very glamorous but surf rodeo that was a really hard day for us we were exhausted <laughs> oh. I had to use a cane it was one of those days where we were like I drove like 10 hours that weekend. Um, I think just in that day, I drove like six hours. Yeah. Six hours that day to get us there and back the same day. And it was like, so we, we had a were... whole other adventure like the whole two days before that. So we were done. But it's, <laughs> it's in that showing up, we still went, we still showed up. Yeah. And then we got to make that connection. We got to experience the music and see it firsthand. And we had video of it like as just a memory where we're like dang this was freaking cool and like the mosh pit okay there was a crazy mosh pit while we were there oh yeah and my favorite of all of it because I love watching mosh pits yes and it was like such a great time and then we were talking to Beth Beth Hummer she calls her husband and she's like Ben the girls are here come say hello and he's like oh, oh. I can't <laughs> I'm bleeding she's like why are you bleeding I was in the mosh pit. <laughs> we could understand why, because um, <laughs> it was intense. Very intense. <laughs> so it was cool that we were there. We got to experience all of this stuff at Surf Rodeo. And then also from that experience, we made this other connection where we just happened to meet Scott, who was there. We introduced ourselves. And now we have another friend in the music industry. And that's just how it happens. Yeah. And we got this interview, and he tells us his story of like the last 20 years. And it's just freaking awesome. It's an amazing story, and you guys should listen. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Um, I'm Melissa. I'm Melissa. Yeah, my name is Scott Beejan. I am the drummer and founding member of Badfish. We're a sublime tribute band that's based in Rhode Island. Uh, we've been doing a sublime tribute now since 2001. So we are 
we've been doing it for a while and uh, we're still touring the country and spreading the music of sublime uh, wherever people want to listen to it. That's our story. <laughs> That's story. a great story because um, we are huge sublime fans as well. Um, I've mm -hmm. listened to sublime since I was very young, you know, probably middle school. And, yeah. um, and I've seen you guys play probably about three times out here in California. So, um, and the energy is always the same when we were at surf rodeo, <laughs> it was intense. That was crazy. There was a mosh pit, um, while we were there and one of our friends yeah. called her husband and was like, Hey, come say hi to the girls that are here. And he said, I can't, I'm bleeding. I was in the mosh pit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so I guess we did our job then. <laughs> oh yeah. Dude, we were up uh, on the backstage watching you guys from behind the scenes and watching the stage, like kind of watching out how you guys would and just watching the, the crowd and it was intense. And I just loved every, like everything about it. So watching you guys up on stage is amazing, but behind be watching from behind is even more cool. <laughs> It was a good one to see from behind the scenes because it was such a unique setup with, well, really being right there on the beach and to have the crowd respond in that way. And then they were, yeah, like you said, they were kind of going nuts. And um, <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. I'm glad you got a chance to see that one from that perspective. It yeah, was it was cool. So dang, over 20 years, that's a long time. I don't know the right way to word this. So you kind of have a set list of music you can play, but it's music that people want. Yeah. So do you also have original music or do you stick to Bad Fish Sublime Tribute music? It's... We know you used to. Yeah, so we know about <laughs> Scotty Don't. Okay, right. So, <laughs> so, so, yeah. so yeah, many years ago, we did have an original project called Scotty Don't where we kind of wanted to keep it separate from the Badfish world because we wanted people to know if they were coming to see a Badfish show, they were still going to get their money's worth of sublime music, which is what they're paying to see. So we wanted to keep that, uh, keep that original project separate. Uh, and we had a lot of fun with that. We put out some great, great music and people still ask for to hear that now and again, which is really cool. That, that had a bit of an impact. And then things happen. We all started to like have kids and have families and stuff. And it became a little less uh, realistic for us to dedicate the time to put into the Scotty Dome project. So we kind of put it on hold and it stayed on an indefinite hold basically. Uh, but funny you should ask, because now we are putting together some original songs that 
Uh, we're just going to see what happens with them. We might release them under the name Badfish or not. We don't really know. We just we're excited about the way they're coming along. Uh, but I guess the first part of your question, yes, we have our set list is kind of set in the way that we have the canon of sublime songs to pick from. And obviously we don't play every single song in a, in a yeah. night. So many, but we do have our regular go-to songs that we play and we try to rotate in uh, some of the lesser known songs uh, from night to night to, you know, for some of the more hardcore fans. Yeah. That's so cool. So you guys are on a tour. You guys are on tour right now, right? Or do you just start, you guys just starting our tour? We, throughout the summer, we've basically been doing weekends or, or long weekends, maybe Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or just Friday, Saturday. So between playing the shows and our travel days, it kind of has felt like we've been on a tour because okay. it's all this bouncing around back and forth. But we're about to, so I'm home now in our like studio office space here. And, um, but I leave again on Thursday to do a festival in Ohio for the weekend. And then from there, we do just a week long little mini tour down through the Southeast and down to, I think we wrap up in Jacksonville, Florida, and then we're done for a little while after that. Do you have a favorite song that you play? It really changes from night to night um, or maybe from week to week or month to month. It, it, it bounces around for me uh, as a drummer. Some of the more upbeat, intense drumming songs are really just fun to play uh you know and, and maybe a, a bit challenging to play so i like that um a few of the songs that i often cite as among the favorites uh the, the song same uh the song same in the end or the song seed from sublime self-titled album are really good like upbeat ones with just well the song seed for instance kind of switches from like halftime reggae feel to like upbeat ska feel to punk rock double time feel and it's all over the place so it's like a keep you on your toes type of vibe uh the song djs from 40 wait from yeah uh, sublime's 40 ounces of freedom album is a really cool uh dance hall rhythm that's kind of a a little bit of a departure from the normal sublime beats that i might be playing on the drums and we've been doing a lot of fun solo sort of parts with that lately that make that a really fun one to play and then I mean, you know, Santeria and, and Wrong Way and like the quote unquote hit songs are just fun because the crowd response is so awesome coming back at us with, you know, Pat, our, our vocalist, he can basically not sing and the crowd will sing those songs back, back to us. So, so that's such a cool thing uh, and such a credit to how great Sublime is that they, they were able to, that not only do they have this humongous body of work, well-respected work, but they also had these killer like radio hits in the nineties that yeah. people still sing along to It's So they're such a great band. So. <laughs> I listened to them in the nineties too. And I'm like, you know, every song that they played, I remember them. Um, like they were like yesterday, like in my head, <laughs> it's every, like, <laughs> everybody feels that way. Yeah. So it is fun. Like watching you guys, like you said, your vocalist doesn't have to sing. People are out there belting the words at you. And you're like, here's the music. Let me give it to you. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Oh, right. It's great. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah, we're lucky to like be playing their music and people still want to come see it played live. It's, it's really cool. When I watched you guys, I believe I believe you guys were at the Riverside Municipal Auditorium before. Yeah. And yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. we're at. That's where our studio is in Riverside. And it was amazing there, too. Just the whole crowd was on fire there. I couldn't even go up front because I'm like, I'll stay back here. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's a great place. That, that Riverside Auditorium is uh, we, I think we've been playing there now for maybe five or six years. But the first time we played there, it was like that. It was a line around the building and, and we couldn't even believe it. And it's always like that. There's just something about that area. People just they just yeah. come out. We're huge it's, it's sublime fun. fans here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are your career goals? What are your plans? I know you said you're working on music. What else yeah. you got going? Um, well, I'm, like I said, I'm certainly excited to be on just the sublime part of what we do to eventually maybe be a part of putting out some of our own music. I mean, I think any musician ultimately it's some part of them wants to be a part of creating something. So there is that always, that's always been a part of me as a musician. And I've been lucky enough to work with other musicians and have created some things here and there along the way, but I'm really excited about the new 
material that we're working on. So that's definitely one thing. Uh, and, I, and I think, you know, to, to be able to consistently do what we're doing, just in the capacity of a Sublime Tribute band, to be able to consistently continue to do what we're doing um, and keep keep the, keep upping the ante as far as our level of being entertainers, right? So being not only just like putting our instruments on and playing the songs, but really putting on a good show and like having, a, making every night special. I think that we always strive to not only do the songs justice, but also to put on a great show and to yeah. really make it a fun night for everyone. So I think continuing to push ourselves in that way is, uh, that's just always like a goal that motivates us to, to, to keep going. That's and then I guess maybe when I'm, you know, 70 or 80 years old, maybe if we're still doing this, then I've achieved some sort of a milestone there too. <laughs> yeah. He's all like, dang it. Rocks are forever. <laughs> right, right. You're, you're an artist, you're a musical artist. So it's kind of ingrained in every artist to want to create. Yes, you are singing songs that somebody else wrote, but your job is to convey the song so that other people still get the feels. And you guys do a really good job at that because every time you play, the whole crowd has the feels. It's like being at an old time sublime show. You know, I but, mean, it really is. But at oh, the same you, time, it's, it's brand new. Yeah. And you guys have your own vibe at the same time. So it has a good balance to it where you're not just a sublime tribute band. You are bad fish. Yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. stuck for music. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. No, and you're right. I think over the years, it's we always want to be very clear that we're like forever indebted to the wonderful music of Sublime and, and Bradley Knowles' legacy for writing all these songs. But I think that because we've been playing for so long as as Bad Fish, people know that they're going to hear the songs performed well. I hope, and also know that like we. We have our own identity because we're just our own people. We're 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 not sublime. We're we're, yeah, we're the guys. Yeah. We're the guys in Badfish. We're, so uh, some of the things are like the things we might do on stage, like that we've developed over the years, become part of kind of our our world a little bit. So I think people do, in a way, um, feel a connection to us as well as the music of Sublime, and they they're all sort of intertwined together, but there is a connection to us as a band, which I think is a pretty special thing for any musician to be a part of or fan to be a part of. I think it's a lot stronger than that. Like we, we talk more about sublime than we do bad fish because those are the songs, but a lot of bands play sublime music. They, I mean, we have sublime with Rome and mm -hmm. denim has a sublime song and catastrophe had a sublime song, mm -hmm. you know, everywhere you go, you're going to hear a sublime song at a reggae show, but for you guys to be able to take all of it collectively and make it its own show and have that energy every single time and get the crowd so pumped that people are bleeding. That's fucking <laughs> magical. <laughs> <laughs> keep, yeah. them keep them bleeding. That, that, that'll be our new motto. I yes. Keep them bleeding. Yeah. yeah. Because dang there, you don't get, you can't, you can't mosh pit like that anymore very much. No. <laughs> yeah, that's the bad fish vibe. Yeah. That's not just yeah. Yeah. sublime music. Yeah. Vibe. That's the bad mm -hmm. fish vibe. So, yeah. There's a lot. Cool. Where that's really cool for you to say that. I, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Like you can hear sublime music anywhere. The fact that you guys bring it with the energy that you do and the way that you do, that's entirely from you guys and your artistic capabilities. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think that that's 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 spot on, and I, I appreciate you saying like phrasing it that way. It's, I I kind of feel that as well. Yeah, it definitely is. And people were pumped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. You said you guys have a show coming up. You guys are playing, I believe, with Roots of Creation on the sixteenth, and we've actually we um, did an interview with Roots of Creation before too. So it's going to be really cool. I wish we could be there and watch yeah. this show. Oh, um, yeah, I'm excited yeah. for it. So she said maybe, me that one a few times. She's like, dude, we should go. <laughs> yeah. Like we can still get there. <laughs> you can get there. I think they're doing the whole weekend with us in Ohio. So, okay. Yeah. There's still time. I've been booking flights for people and there are flights to Cleveland. <laughs> which is probably so the closest you can get. It's actually, that's a really special weekend that we're about to do. We, we, we do one at the beginning and one at the end of of every summer at this place in um ohio called uh nelson ledges quarry park where they feature bands every weekend throughout the summer season and we usually do an opening to of the summer and a closing of the summer 
Friday, Saturday night, people camp out in the woods. It's just a, it's a really special place. And uh, I would recommend that if you're looking to do a, a weekend away for a bad fish or a roots of creation or an anyone else experience that this is like a really cool and fun place to, to, to do it. Is it kind of the stars? Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. It's, it is pretty cool. It's, it is a different vibe than, you know, SoCal and what you guys are used to. Maybe uh, it's Midwestern huge campsite in the woods, music craziness. And uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's its own thing, but I yeah. want to Good reason to put it on your calendar. Come out maybe next year. Next right. year for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So since we're on the subject of it, you've played, like you said, across the country, back and forth. You guys are going different places on the weekends. Where is your favorite place that you've played? And where is somewhere that you still want to play? Well, still want to play. I mean, we've only really played in the U.S. Um, a bit in Canada. We've played in Hawaii, which is part of the U.S., but a bit of a trip, obviously. I mean, I'd love to play in South America. I'd love to play in Europe. Uh, so the world's a big place. So I, there's a lot of places in the world where I'd really love to play and explore yeah. in that way, for sure. But even in the U.S., um, I'd say the Pacific Northwest, we've played in Seattle. We played in Portland, Oregon, and you know, no, really far Northern California dates and, and stuff like that. But uh, we never really got there enough to sort of establish ourselves in the same way we're established closer to home or, or in Southern California or down yeah. in Florida or the Midwest, you know, we play pretty much everywhere else in the country, but that Northwestern corner has been tough for us to establish ourselves. So I think it would be great if we could have a, a bigger following there. Uh, it's just a matter of logistics and in scheduling and finding the time to make that happen on a regular basis, which we just, with our, with our lives and our current schedule, we haven't been able to um so yeah so that and anywhere around the world of course i mean uh, how great would it be to just traverse the globe doing this yeah uh, but as far as places that we have played uh, and i'm not just saying it because i'm talking to you <laughs> you too but like southern california is, is, has been a really because i remember before we played southern california and we weren't sure how we, well we would be received i mean that's the yeah. final sublime and there's a lot of um reverence there for sublime and i think that you know we're, we're always pretty aware of the fact that we are a tribute band to sublime and i think people's perception of what it means to be a tribute band can vary from person to person so stepping into the hallowed ground of sublime tribute band was a little bit daunting at first uh and i can't remember the first time that we played in california but uh, it, it was certainly a while ago, but when we did cross that barrier and say, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to you know, play in LA. We'll, we're going to play in Anaheim and San Diego and all of these other ancillary places around there. We were well received. It was, it was great. And it's actually become one of the coolest places. I don't know if you've ever seen us at house of blues in Anaheim or, um, but you've seen us in Riverside. So, right. So like yeah. that vibe of just like droves of people coming out and rocking out like that, this happens when we play in Southern California, like, like minutes from where, you know, not far from Long Beach, right. Where Sublime started. So right. I, it's a really um, rewarding feeling to be kind of welcomed in, into, and we've, we've crossed paths with plenty of Sublime's members. And I was going to, that was going to be yeah. one of my questions as well. Yeah. yeah, and I, I can expand on that for sure. But like we, we, we're, we're, we know and are friendly with some of the, the Sublime extended family and they've you know, uh, been very cool with what we're doing and they know that we're being respectful of the material and just trying to honor it in the best way we can. And we've had some really good experiences interacting with them, whether it's musicians coming on stage with us or just, uh, you know, Troy Bradley's uh, wife. Um, she, you know, she's been to a lot of shows and we've just had a lot of fun hanging out and partying with their whole extended, extended family of sublime yeah. and that's been a really good feeling. Um, so, so Cal, it's great, you know, but I like playing shows closer to home too. We've been doing that for the longest, obviously. And, uh, this Ohio thing this weekend is a real special one. As I mentioned, I mean, it's, it's so tough to put my finger on a favorite one because every state I could almost give you like a favorite place. It's, uh, it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> and like the vibe everywhere you go is a little bit different. So then it's kind of hard to compare. Like, is a show on the beach 
comparable to a show in Ohio. They're kind of different settings or different crowds, different people. The only right. thing that's the same is the music that you're going to play, but you're delivering it to an entirely different vibe, which is where you guys come in and say, okay, we're going to change it to this because that these people receive it that way. In a way, in a way. Yeah. Like there's some of that thought that goes into it. Um, we might do things a little differently under different in different settings. Yeah. Like when we have to play two full sets in the woods of Ohio, we're probably going to be jamming out some songs and extending things and kind of going more toward the, you know, Sublime has such a great array of styles that they play to, which, which is really yeah. cool to, to be able to play all these different styles of music. But we lean more into our jam band selves uh, when we play like a, a more festy vibe versus doing surf rodeo where we probably only had a 60 minute set. I mean, we're just hitting all the, hitting all the bangers right off yeah. the bat. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's such, and those are two different things. So yeah, yeah. Place to place, crowd to crowd, things change. And uh, it's tough to put my finger on one favorite, to be honest. My break. Go grab your bongs, pack your bowls. <laughs> I was gonna try to bong hit. <laughs> Shout out to Michelle of Wonderland Travel Plans. If you need help planning the vacation of your dreams, hit up Michelle and she will help you do that. And if you have any digital needs, hit up Gentle Giant Digital. They can help you with all of your needs in the digital world. Ha <laughs> <laughs> So yes, thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Anthony. And if you want to say thank you, Anthony, too, Go to Gentle Giant Digital. And like have, him, said. have him help you with all your digital needs because that's what we do. He <laughs> does a good job. I do have a favorite question. Oh, good. I hope I have an answer. You will. <laughs> you will. You will. Okay. If you could right. be any animal, what animal would you be? I don't know. Is it a cop out to say a bird of some sort? I mean, oh. I, I would like, you know, a bird. Just for the simple fact that I think it, to be able to fly would be really rad. Uh, I'm just thinking in terms of like animals' special powers and to be a badass bird, like some kind of an eagle or a hawk or something like that. Yeah. To be able to see from that high up, to have that freedom, to be able to live in a, instead of two dimensions, right? Yeah. Back, left, right, to be able to have up and down at my disposal. Yeah. As a, as a as a living thing that to me that seems amazing. So yeah. I, yeah. I, I like how you said it to have the up and down at your disposal where as humans like we can yeah, go it's so true. wide. You can yeah. go as far and wide as you want, but mm -hmm. you can't go up or down unless you're walking up a mountain. It's the same with the ocean. Like you drop a human in the ocean, you're just shark food. <laughs> right, right. There's a certain freedom. I think being able to just have this whole dimension at your disposal, that sounds really, really exciting to me. It's always weird to me when people say bird because it sounds like such a freedom. But then when I like personally look at a bird, I'm like, you crazy little dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, some birds do. Yeah, really, they they look a, a bit prehistoric. Yes, I actually um I have a favorite bird. It's the cassowary. They don't fly though. Oh, okay. I'm not familiar with that. I'm not either. <laughs> Jesse has a lot of information in her head. Okay. <laughs> I'm all what? Now I have to look it up. Half the time I have to look things up. <laughs> oh, this, is, this is the part of the podcast where you like edit in a picture of that bird, right? Yes. So, yes. Yeah. So yeah. speaking of podcast, you said that you also have a podcast. Um, what is the name of it and where can people find it? And what is it about? Yeah. Tell us the things. I started uh, a podcast during COVID uh, called Intermission. So it was initially just a discussion with some fellow musicians, people I knew from other bands throughout the years, uh, in a way to have a conversation with these fellow musicians about the fact that our entire entertainment industry has been put on hold during COVID and how people felt about it. So it was almost like a, it was it was half uh, online, like tandem therapy session let's talk through this kind of a vibe but it was also a way to get to know these particular musicians 
uh, and talk about their stories coming up. So we would talk about how these musicians came to play music, whatever my association with them may, may be, um, kind of talk about that history and then talk about the whole COVID of everything and how that all factored into it. Um, I did a few episodes of that and then put that on hold for a bit as I was exploring some other things in life. And I'm in the process of sort of resurrecting that. I have a new business venture that uh, will be a mobile app that um, I've been working on for the past couple of years, which is basically why I put the podcast on hold. As the music industry started to regain its footing again, so that's been its own interesting road. Uh, but I'm going to use the podcast as a way to not only talk about what happened since I put things on hold, so talking about becoming the founder of a startup business as things, as the music industry came back, it came back to life, uh, but also continue to talk to artists and musicians. So it's going to serve a few more purposes and eventually, well, I don't know where it's going to go. So it, it's, it's going almost going to be a pick up where I left off and be a story of the journey that I've been on since I had put that on hold in music and technology and the industry. It's all going to be in play as far as what we discuss on the, on the pod. And that's cool because even coming back into the music industry now that COVID's like kind of lightened up and everything, there's still so many differences now than there was before COVID. Like, yes. you know, I, I we yeah. weren't we weren't in this industry before COVID. So we yeah. also became doing what we're doing in the middle of COVID as well. And so um, it's completely different, though than it was before anything that anybody does is different now. And so I like that you're going to come back with like what has happened, what's transpired, like now what you're doing and with the app that you're doing. Okay. Uh, but did you say what the business is? No. Or were you being secretive? He's being secretive. <laughs> I, I will, uh, I will say that it, it, it's uh, an app that uh, will be very, I think fun and usable for people with uh, a creative spirit. And it's going to be a lot of fun, but more, more to come on that for sure. Um, okay, that's really <laughs> cool. Hopefully in the next six months. So you'll oh, uh, you tiptoed around. You noticed that, right? Yeah. So I, I have to save some content for my pod. I can't give it up. <laughs> oh, well, can I ask? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that that's really cool. COVID helped a lot of people realize that they had more potential than what they were actually just doing. And, and I'm not saying like, I mean, obviously you're an artist, you're, you're out there, you know, different every weekend, you know, playing and stuff, but that's not just your only ability. And so it's nice that you can take what you have there, but then also, you know, learn more things and do more things so that now you're more self-fulfilled, you know, and that's kind of, what, what I've learned as well since COVID is that there's so much more I could be doing versus what I was doing before. I was just kind of, you know, living at that level where, you know, you just get comfortable and then you forget how much more you have to give the world. I think, and I think that that is, that's so true. Your point is, is 100% true that, I don't know, COVID effed me up a little bit, like in the head. And because I've been so reliant on always having a gig and I didn't have a gig. So it was almost like this kind of a other part of me kicked in. Like I have to do something else, whether it's the podcast or, or developing this new piece of technology or, and I think everybody had similar experiences and I, I can only hope that everyone discovered a little bit about themselves. You know, it, uh, it affected so many different people in so many different ways, but I think that that effect, and, and there's a lot to talk about there, right? So there's, that's why I think once I get my podcast back, you know, rolling back again, I, that conversation will always be there. What, yeah. what did you discover about yourself? What did you do to fill the void? Right. Yeah. So I think there's a lot there. It's like when you lose one of your senses yeah. and then your other senses pick up and make up for it. COVID totally. took away that main expression of creativity, like that main artistic way that musicians used. And so everybody had that choice of how are you going to adapt your creativity to fit into this? Like I can't perform my gigs, but I still have all these skills. I have all these talents. Where am I going to put that right now? Yeah. Sure. And so right. we, we all had the opportunity to expand on it and it's cool to see all of the different ways that you did. You're yeah. like, I had a podcast. I also am making an app. 
I have this business and I'm starting. And now I have all the gigs still. Yes. <laughs> so, you which, know. Which is a whole other layer of complication that, uh-oh, like now, like I have almost not enough time to do all the things I want to yeah. do. No, and I, I, believe me, we understand because like. You get it, yeah. We have, you know, I have a, I have a job as well. And then I'm like, we started a nameless production. We also started Dirty Sisters Organization. I don't know if you've heard about that. So like, I'm a mom. We're busy. Yeah. It's like, there's no time three kids in school and I'm doing logos now and I do all of our editing. And so it's the same. Like every time we want to add a new project, I'm like, shit, where, where's it going to fit? I'm going to not sleep (laughs) tonight then. Yeah. Yeah. She does our editing. So that, that one affects her uh, more than it affects me. I just record these and I'm like, all right, here. (laughs) Pass it off. (laughs) Yeah. 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 it, It, uh, it's not like anybody set a date on the calendar and said, okay, as of, you know, January 1st, 2022 music in the entertainment industry is going to be back. It was just, yeah. it kind of like happened that it, it bubbled up and then it got tamped down and it bubbled up again. And so there was no way to prepare for the fact that, okay, now we almost have a little bit too much on our plate. Some people may or may not, but uh, it's the unpredictability factor of everything <laughs> is yeah. kind of, you know, that that's, that's in play for everybody. Uh, so it's been an interesting it continues to be an interesting journey through the COVID experience. I think even though we're like, quote unquote, back. Yeah, I don't still, even. There's still yeah. a lot going on. I don't think <laughs> about COVID every day like I used to, but it's still there in the background. So it's kind of a weird, so it's a weird vibe. You have Ohio coming up. You have music coming up. Where yeah. can people find you to find all of these things? Like websites? Yeah, so- yeah. Our um, our website is badfish.com. That's pretty easy. All of our tour dates are up there. Um, our Instagram handle is Badfish Sublime Tribute. And we update that regularly with tour updates and pictures and videos as bands tend to do. I'm sure we have a Twitter that I just don't know the, <laughs> the handle for. I'm a, little hand, I'm a little hands off when it comes to some of the social media stuff. Um, but we also have uh, we have a Facebook page. Badfish Sublime Tribute uh, is our Facebook page and our Instagram page. So between that and the website, you can definitely track us down for sure. Yeah, cool. that's another thing. That's a whole job is social maintaining medias. the social medias. That's right. like right. It, it used to be like, oh, we can kind of just manage this on our own. But <laughs> now it's like you need to farm out some of that stuff because it's time consuming. And if you want to keep up with all of the the trends and what what the cool kids are doing like that, that takes time and thought and yeah, you, just need to, you need to know what's going on. And like, I almost Wait, like, yeah. yeah. Well, well, and that's don't. what I was going to say where you were like, my brain kind of was like, oh, I can't do it. That was me. I do all the other socials. I do all the editing. When it yeah. came to TikTok, I was like, nah, fuck you guys. Melissa, you do it. And so I've been <laughs> learning it. I've been trying. Like my plate was, Oh. Yeah, but now she's all yeah. up in it, and she's. Is so, there anything you want to share? What do you want people to know? What? Mm-hmm. This is always the toughest part of any interview: is the free form. <laughs> uh, what I usually say here, and it's completely true. It's a bit of restating something that I already said, but the I guess what I really like people to know is that we feel just super fortunate and lucky to be able to perform Sublime's music where we, we this is incredible incredible music and we we're, we just feel so completely lucky to be not only playing it but being able to play it for the past 20 plus years now to crowds of people who still love this music. It's such a testament to Sublime's music that they, there's still crowds of people coming out to see their music and they, you know, they, it's, it's, I know Sublime with Rome still plays and release music, but the Bradley era of Sublime is, uh, has not been performing for so many years now. And uh, we, we get to, we get to do that. uh, And we're just so thankful for that opportunity to be able to do it. It's such a long time. That's such a long career already, too. It's it's really cool to see how long it's been going and how people are still pumped and just as excited for it and just yeah. as eager to get it from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I'm uh, exactly right. It's a, it's it's it is mind blowing. I mean, just 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 to do the same thing for over twenty years, whatever it is, is is crazy. But the fact that we've been able to play music, we 
genuinely love for people that genuinely love it is that's a whole different level. So if I hadn't made that clear now, hopefully it's clear. <laughs> oh, you did. You definitely did. And I appreciate that. And it's, it's just the respect you guys have for the band and for, you know, Bradley and for just everything. It's, it's just, um, it's heartwarming. <laughs> do, you, do you have at every single one? Like, no, no, so, no, now and again, maybe one in every 10 shows do we. Okay. Cause I'm like, happen. dang, just being on stage watching that, I would be just, it's phenomenal just seeing people. They're crazy. It crazy is cool. <laughs> you get in the mosh pit? Uh, no, I, I used to, when I was, when I was a young metalhead, I used to engage in those kinds of activities, but I think the last time that I attempted to do that, I was like, oh boy, I'm going to get hurt. I'm not. And that was a long, long time ago. In fact, I did backstage at Surf Rodeo, uh, uh, Mario, who was playing bass for us for that show. He, he's a Phoenix guy and, uh, he's a, he's a fellow metalhead. So he and I, when I, I can't remember the name of the opening band, um, but they started covering like a motorhead song and Mario and I, our bass player for that show, he, he and I broke out into like an impromptu backstage two-man mosh pit. <laughs> and it lasted for about 20 seconds. We have it on video. And uh, I was so completely winded and wiped out just from doing that. I'm like, this is not that, that was that's that's a whole different life for me. Uh, <laughs> so that's I, enough. That that's enough moshing for me. That'll last me the next 20 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that looks cool. Wow. That. <laughs> yeah, a lot safer to be a spectator in that way. Yeah. Overall, I just want to say thank you for the music. It's a little bit I want to like compare it to Catastro, how Andy Chavez just passed away. And there's this whole following where it all just ended. I know. And it's nice to have bands like Bad Fish where it doesn't have to end. Mm -hmm. I know mm -hmm. like the Catastro band, we still have the rest of the guys there, but it's, you don't get that show anymore. Right. And so with Sublime, there's this entire culture based after it and we don't get that show anymore. And you guys make it so that we still get that show. Right. Still continues on. And so as yeah. fans, we say thank you. Yeah. And maybe with Catastro's, Catastro's music, that, that will happen in time too. I know that there's so much love and respect for, for those yeah. guys and, and, and there was for Andy. And uh, I think, who knows? I mean, th they could have a similar legacy uh, in, in, that same, in that same way. But thank you for enjoying and coming to see what we do and being a part of the whole just life and culture of sublime stuff it's yeah. uh, it's been a blessing to be able to do this and so glad that you you enjoy it yeah well we'll definitely spread the name more the more yeah, the, the merrier, merrier. Right? more the merrier yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. looking forward to music yes, yes more, the new more music. music more yes. music and look forward to seeing you next time we're we're out west yes cool. for sure all right well you have a good day okay you too thanks right. guys okay all right bye <laughs> so that was a really good episode and I really liked that it went into the lines of all of the different changes that had to come from COVID and things like that because we've talked about that a lot on our episodes about how COVID like it good for everything. some people didn't do good for some people but like some of us started learning new things and doing new things and so yeah that was like the main point of what he was talking about in the beginning was COVID took away the live gigs. COVID took away the musicians' ability to give that music to people live. So they all had to adjust and switch it up and start using other skills, doing it online, doing live feeds. Yeah, well that and even to make money because that's the what they lived off from, yeah. you know? I mean, the musicians would go on, you know, do shows and do different things because they also earned a living doing that. Learning new things and everything is a huge... It was like a game changer. Everybody had that taken away from them, so then they had to dive deep, pull out what other skills they had, and use those skills to get by. So now, <laughs> all of these people have all of these backup skills that they pulled started out. and started doing yes and they're using now the music came back and the world opened up again or whatever the fuck they say and the gigs came back 
but they have all of these projects on their plate from the last two years. So now they're trying to finish what they started during COVID. That's what Scott was saying. He was trying yeah. to finish what he started during COVID. He has these ideas. He has these things that he's working on. But now the gigs are coming back. So now there's a whole nother shift and a whole nother change where everybody's going, Oh, I'm so behind. Yeah. Because now we're trying to do it how we used to do it while also including, while also including what we learned to do in the meantime. Yeah, and it's really hard to juggle all of those things and to try to make them all work together so that you're not all over the place. We mentioned personally in like our own conversation feeling good with Daddy. Yeah. We were like, all right, so after the conversation with Scott, we were like, we can see how Daddy and Jake had that issue come up where Daddy was touring and he was doing these other things. They had the podcast during COVID. Now the real life things are coming back. Jake's real life things all came back. Yeah. And then they both were suddenly swamped. And they had to make a decision as to what was going to be the easiest thing yeah. not to have to juggle at the moment. And we will say, um, Feeling Good With Daddy, it's not canceled. It's been on hiatus. <laughs> yeah. And this morning on the Morning Ride Show, today is Jake Bushnell's birthday. On the Morning Ride Show, he did mention that they may pop in and just do a random episode of Feeling Good With Daddy here and there because they do notice on the FGWD Bunker Facebook page, they have noticed everybody saying how bad they miss it. And yeah. that fucking made my day. I was like, <laughs> yes! The funny, thing, the funny thing is this. Yesterday, Jesse and I were at my house and we were recording some of our um, music video for what we're doing. We were looking at some of the old stuff, um, some of the old shenanigans that we had done. And we just, you know, we decided we were going to post it. And then... Um, it was funny that all that came up today, and it was, like, really nice, you know? Yeah. It was like, I, <laughs> Jesse and I were sitting in there, we're standing there talking about it, or laughing, and I go, oh, my God, look how happy we are. <laughs> Just because we heard they might, like, pop in. And yeah. it's because that's, yes. like, where we started. And so that show means way more to us than, like, I think anybody could ever imagine, unless you're involved in it and you were... If you're in the bunker, yeah. you know. Yeah. If you are part of that group you know but dang it we've been missing it those are our friends yeah and it's not the same without the jokes and yeah. the shenanigans and like <laughs> yes we have jokes and shenanigans but it's not the mute jokes and the moonflower jokes <laughs> and yeah you know the scissor jokes it's it's way different and so it was just a cool yeah, so this if you don't listen to it, you need to check it out because I think they still have all of their episodes up, right? Yeah. Um, on YouTube and also Spotify. Spotify. Go back and you can listen so that when they do come back, you can be updated and you know. Or don't and just have it be a full surprise. <laughs> <laughs> dive right in. Yeah, I mean, you can. A lot of people just dive right in. Yeah, but that was, you know, it's really cool to hear that, that something that you like and something that you loved or whatever it might come back. Well, okay, so we had somebody ask a question about Scotty Don't. Yeah. Badfish's original band. And this is how they're going to feel when they hear, oh, they have been working on original music. They're going to be like, oh my God, I came back. Yeah. <laughs> Even though exactly. they never left, <laughs> the original music took a back seat yeah. to, you know, the stuff that pays the bills because we all have to pay all the bills because everything's so fucking expensive. So expensive. But new music, new podcasts. Yeah, he is going to be coming back too, he said. So it's like, like I said, everybody's now trying, like, learning how they can put it all together and work yeah. it out. Like, it's been a minute. Everybody had to, like, refocus. So, yeah. everybody took a break. They refocused on what came back. And now they're trying to combine all of the things together to make that new normal. New normal. Where we... Constantly new normal. Yes, the fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> where it's all the old shit we used to do blended with the new shit that yeah. we all have to do now. So, uh, speaking of change, we'll kind of go into a little bit of... Um, the last week, Our last week, yeah. Because um, you just heard about all of our shit a week ago. <laughs> because we're all of a sudden doing episodes every, every week. week. <laughs> you guys are getting really lucky here. Jesse, on Whoa. the other hand, is 
getting no sleep because of this, so I hope you guys are happy. I'm tired <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so, Jesse, what did you do last week? It would have been my wedding anniversary, but it was not <laughs> because I'm getting divorced, and my divorce is like this close yeah. to being final, and I check it like every other day. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good thing because, you know, <laughs> no updates. You gotta know. <laughs> The courts are slow right now. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and so, so, I was ironic because the whole time I was married, this anniversary, our wedding anniversary, my ex-husband would go camping. And so he went camping on this weekend specifically for like 16 years. <laughs> and then now that we're divorced, we ended up spending the whole day together. And it, because I was at home <laughs> editing and... Yeah. We, like, share the house, which is a whole different thing. It's co-parenting. Right. So, we can get into that. Okay. We're going to get into that. So, so David and I split the house. So, instead of our kids having to go back and forth every time to see their dad, he lives about an hour away. He comes and stays at the house, and I leave. It used to be all our house, so it's not that weird. Yeah. And I did that when I was a kid. I did one week here, one week there. So for me, it's a habit. For my kids, they're like, what the fuck? I have to leave? Why am I in trouble? Dad's the one who lives there, not me. And so we worked it out where we split the house and we co-parent. And it works out great. And the kids are well more behaved and they can't, like, manipulate us to get shit out of us. Yeah. <laughs> Which was happening, and I pointed that, I was yeah. like, nah, And it does, nah. yeah. I've, I've co-parented before, because I co-parented with my son. I had him one week on, one week off, and that was hella crazy. He was always, like, uprooted and always having to change and do, yeah. you know. Living so, out of bags. Yeah, and, and it's so, kids. they're kids, and they, and they need to enjoy their lives. So if there is a way to do that kind of custody arrangement where the children get to stay in the home and the parents leave, we already had our adult, our childhood. Yeah. Like, I'm a paralegal, so I am also speaking from a professional level as well. I highly recommend the parents going back and forth somewhere, even if it's an apartment. If you can afford to do something or somebody's house. or I usually go to her house. Yeah, she'll come <laughs> to my house, and, and it's fun. I mean, whatever, you know? So Melissa did it already with... Her kids and her stepkids. I'm doing it now with my kids. Melissa, this last week, had it all of a sudden come back as, like, flashbacks. Well, yeah. So, my mom um, was having some medical issues. She was taking some blood thinners for it. And um, the blood thinners caused her to have a brain bleed. You know, it was up to my sister and I to care for our mom and to be there for her because she couldn't do it for herself and she was not able to properly comprehend things or talk or... Um, she, she couldn't was, communicate. Yeah. My sister and I had to, like, kind of reteach our mom her name and her birthday and different things. And and so it did. It brought back that that, oh, wow, you know, what if this is what my sister and I have to do Forever, you know? I mean, that's kind of and what we were thinking because it was so bad. So they were, like, taking turns, like, yeah. okay, today is your day. You go in and be with mom, and yeah. I'll go in tomorrow, or I'll go in at this time. Yeah. And it was just weird that, like, that her whole and her sister were working out co-parenting. Custody, custody arrangements. Yes, yeah. of their mom. And then me and my ex, we were having those conversations, working out days, like... And then she was doing the same thing, yeah. and I'm like, oh, this is similar. Very similar. <laughs> and um, just so you guys know... Hers is more hectic, but... It was scary. It was it was definitely something that um, we didn't expect, you know? Like we said in our previous episodes, change can come so quickly as well. And, and it was something that, you know, we've adapted to. We had to adapt to what was happening, and now she's doing... So much better, just so you guys know. I'll tell you what, I learned how the brain works, you know, and like how how it can heal itself, you know, and it was it was weird to watch. It was a really weird experience in itself, you know, just watching your parent go from being normal and walking around and talking and, you know, bitching and all that <laughs> to just being all really sweet and nice and needy and not being able to... Com comprehend what you're saying, not being able to communicate what they need, um, to being back normal and bitchy again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's wonderful. It's nice to have mom back to her normal self. And, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I said, 
if we could just get everything back to normal, I won't complain about it. So I'm going to just <laughs> love my mom and, you know, people are who they are and <laughs> well, it's one of those in their ways. Like, and they, you guys, Melissa and her mom butt heads a lot. A lot. I we mean, love each other. We're best friends. Jessica, yeah. All my friends, everybody knows. Like They hang out all the time, but then they also are bickering all the time. But it's one of those things where she was, like, frustrated and then at the same time was like, okay, but also I have to take care of my mom, though. Well, fuck! <laughs> That's my mom. <laughs> and I'm like, no, nah, I respect that. That's fine. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And there's, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that because... You have to adapt to that change. And Melissa spent the whole week rearranging her life going, shit, how do I adapt to this? Yeah. And also maintain everything. Like, I call them curveballs. Just, fuck I've been here. throwing try a lot this, of curveballs. Try, try yeah. that, bitch. What about this one? What I'll are you going to do? I'll tell you what, though. My mental health has been extremely well. Yes! <laughs> and she's and handled all of it. It's, I mean, it is. Yeah. And, well, here watching I started taking a new medication, and it's, it's helping me at least be able to handle and deal with the things that are thrown at me. We got through that part and, you know, hopefully now it's clear selling from here when it comes to her health. <laughs> like, dang, I feel like COVID makes people more old. Yeah, well, COVID is definitely, and I've said this a lot too, COVID is to blame for all of this. Because yeah. before this, my mom was pretty healthy and before she got COVID. And then she got COVID and everything kind of went downhill for her, you know. Think of that. Yeah. So anybody else who's going through that, having those issues, you know, man, we're sorry that you're going through it because fuck, the backlash from COVID is shitty for some people. Yeah. It does fuck you up for a long yeah. time. I've had it a couple times. The first time I got it, I lost hair. Yeah. Like I felt bald for a year. I was like, dang, this is rough. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then I got gastroparesis from surgery, and then you're malnourished, and then I was like, well, now my hair won't grow back even. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We're all good. <laughs> I'm sexy again. It's fine. <laughs> you know, it's a little different than being a parent, too, because, like, I remember my mom saying, you guys are going to have to take care of me, but dang, taking care of a toddler, they, you could pick them up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't pick up a grown-up. You need help for that one. So it is a little bit different caring for your parents yeah. than it is caring for your kids. So thank you to all of the caretakers and nurses and yeah. anybody who is in those yeah. like, convalescent homes. It's not COVID homes. anymore, so people aren't saying thank you, but we're saying yeah, thank you I want to say still. thank you still because <laughs> it's working out and, yes. It, it's nice to have a friend like Melissa. I'm wandering. <laughs> and, and everybody's sometimes she like, doesn't. Sometimes she's there just yeah. in the corner editing. And it doesn't feel like a broken home. It's just a different home. Yeah. It's a lot easier that way. I always wanted to um, do co-parenting like with parents and stuff when they're going through this and write up their stipulations and stuff. So if you're in California and you want to have a amicable custody schedule, you can hit me up. Right? <laughs> She's good. <laughs> yeah, because that's actually her real job. Yeah, I really do that, guys. And... <laughs> You know, that's, and I do logos. <laughs> and, dude, she's doing hella cool logos. She's getting a bunch of them, so hit her up for logos because those are our two jobs that, like, make us money. Yeah, and it <laughs> so, helps yeah. me wander on the weekends when I, when my house is not my house, it's my ex's house. <laughs> we pretty much adopted her, my yes. husband and I, so. <laughs> I just, like, I'll just stay at the beach. Or... We can get her a kid's meal and she's fine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, well, can I just have two coffees, though? Thank you. We'll give her all the coffee. <laughs> it's a good time. I'm actually enjoying my life right now. And uh, my divorce is almost final. I'm, I suck at dating still. That's been a, a pattern for a long time. I'm not good at it. Still. We talked about this in the Wayne's World while. Oh, yeah. It's been like, a while since then, too. <laughs> I'm not any better. <laughs> Dang, fail. <laughs> well, maybe she'll get better in time. <laughs> Other than that, you know, we're just working on logos. We're going to have new merch for Dirty Sisters for Halloween and October and the yeah. fall. So keep an eye out on that for DirtySisters.org. I'm all like, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, no. <laughs> and follows on TikTok and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube and share that shit. 
Melissa Pofek on Instagram. Jesse Rolls on Instagram. What up? Same thing on Facebooks. Yeah. Facebooks. On the all, Facebooks. All of them. We have a lot that we want to do. So the more you guys are there for us, the more we can do. Yeah. And the more fun we have while we're doing it. And we've been having a lot of fun since episode 50. So fuck. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Dang. Thank you, guys. So we're going to go make more stuff happen. Yeah. Peace.